Section 11 of The White Elephant and Other Tales from Old India Retold. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The White Elephant and Other Tales from Old India Retold by Georgine Faulkner. THE MAN WHO RODE A TIGER Once upon a time, in a terrible thunderstorm, a big tiger crept for shelter close to the wall of an old woman's hut. Now this old woman was very poor. Her hut was a tumble-down old place, and the rain leaked through the holes in her roof. Drip, 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 fell the rain and the poor old woman tried to drag her furniture away from the holes in the roof. "'Oh, dear! Oh, dear!' she moaned. "'What an awful storm! I'm sure I would not be nearly as afraid of a big tiger or an elephant or a lion as I am of this perpetual dripping, dripping!' and she dragged her bed across the room to get it away from the dripping water. The tiger, crouching against the house, heard every word. This perpetual dripping that frightens her more than a tiger or an elephant or a lion must be very terrible, he said. What can this perpetual dripping be? And then, as he heard her dragging the things about in the house, he said, My, what a horrible noise! Surely that noise must be perpetual dripping. Now, at this moment, a chatty maker, Potter, came down the road. The night was very cold. His donkey had strayed away, and the poor old man was so bewildered that he could not find the donkey. Suddenly, there was a flash of lightning, and the man saw a large beast lying by the wall of the old woman's hut. Mistaking the beast for his donkey, the chattee maker rushed at the tiger, seized it by the ear, and commenced beating and abusing it with all his might. You wretched old donkey, you, to run away and leave me to look for you in this frightful storm. Get up and carry me home, or I'll break every bone in your lazy old body. He kicked the poor beast and pounded him. The tiger did not know what to make of it. He was very much frightened. This must be perpetual dripping, he said to himself. No wonder the old woman said that she was more afraid of it than of a tiger or an elephant or a lion, for it gives so many hard blows. As the poor tiger got up, the chatty maker climbed on his back and forced the tiger to carry him home. All the way he kicked and beat the tiger, thinking it was his donkey. When he got home, the chatty maker tied the tiger securely to the hitching post in front of the house and went in to bed. Next morning, when the chatty maker's wife got up and looked out of her window, she beheld a great tiger tied up in front of the house. The tiger looked as frightened and as meek as a lamb. "'Husband! Husband!' she called loudly. "'Wake up! Wake up! "'Do you know what animal you brought home last night?' 
why yes my donkey to be sure he answered the donkey ran away from me but i caught him just the same and made him bring me home come see for yourself said his wife here was the great tiger tied to the post where is my donkey then asked the man i rode him home last night and tied him to the post myself oh no you must have ridden down that tiger said his wife soon the news spread all over the village that the chatty maker had captured a great tiger and had ridden home on his back and that he had tied him to his hitching post and trained him to be as meek as a lamb the report even carried to the rajah of the country and he came with his lords and attendants to see this astonishing sight now the tiger was a very large one and had long been the terror of the whole country and the rajah was so pleased to have this terrible tiger captured that he conferred all possible honor on the valiant chatty maker you are a very brave man my friend said the rajah i will give you a new house and lands you shall be lord in my court and you shall be commander of a thousand horsemen so the chatty maker gave up making pots and clay earthenware and he and his wife lived in the beautiful house given him by the rajah and they wore gorgeous raiment and the chatty maker did indeed look like a lord of the court wherever he went people pointed him out and said now there is the brave man who captured a hungry tiger and rode on his back now not long after this a rajah from a neighboring country sent word that he was bringing a mighty army to wage war when the people heard this they were terrified all the generals came to the rajah and said we are not prepared for war who will be the chief commander then some people said you have just given the chatty maker command over a thousand horsemen he is a brave and fearless man why do you not put him in command of your army that is a very good idea answered the rajah i will make him commander-in-chief so he sent for the valiant chatty maker said he my generals are afraid to take command for they say we are not prepared for war but i know that you are brave and fearless and into your hands i will place all the power of my kingdom you must put our enemies to flight it shall be as you command said the chatty maker but before i lead the whole army let me go out alone and find out something about the strength of the enemy and examine their position the rajah consented to this and the chatty maker went home to his wife oh wife wife what shall i do he asked in fright they have made me their commander-in-chief it is a very hard place for me to fill i shall have to ride at the head of my troops and you know that i was never on a horse in my life so i have asked the rajah to let me go out alone first we shall get a very quiet pony and i shall ride out before any one sees me but early the next day before the chatty maker had time to start the rajah sent to him a very spirited horse all saddled and bridled and requested that the chatty maker ride that horse out to meet the enemy the poor chatty maker was terrified 
for the horse was a powerful animal that pranced about champing his bit and rolling his eyes and the chatty maker was sure that if he ever mounted upon that horse he would soon fall off but he did not dare to refuse the horse sent by the rajah so he bowed politely to the messengers and said tell the rajah i am deeply grateful for his gift but when the messengers were gone he said to his wife oh oh what am i to do how can i ever ride this terrible horse now do not be so frightened said his wife i will tie you on the back of the big horse and if you start at night no one will see that you are tied on that night his wife held the horse while her husband jumped and jumped trying to get up into the saddle at last after many trials he succeeded in getting on he was so frightened that he called loudly to his wife oh wife wife hurry hurry so she wound him all about with strong ropes and tied his feet firmly in the stirrups and she put one rope around his neck and shoulders and around his waist and fastened them to the saddle wife wife he screamed you forgot to tie my hands oh no she said it is better for you to have your hands free hold on by the mane so he caught the horse's mane as firmly as he could and away and away went the horse carrying the poor frightened chattee maker faster and faster over hedges and rivers and ditches and plains he galloped and galloped until they came in sight of the enemy's camp when the poor old chattee maker saw the horse carrying him towards the enemy he was more frightened than ever he made one last effort to save himself and as the horse darted under a young banyan tree he stretched out his hand and seized the tree with all his might hoping that his ropes would break and the tree would pull him down from the horse but the banyan tree was in very loose soil and the horse was plunging at such terrific speed when the chattee maker caught hold up came the tree by its roots and the chattee maker rode on waving the banyan tree over his head and shrieking and screaming in his fright now the soldiers of the enemy had heard that an army was coming out against them and when they saw the chattee maker they were sure he was the leader of a vanguard look look they cried in terror here comes a man of gigantic stature riding on a mighty horse he rides at full speed over rocks and ditches and tears up trees in his rage and running to the rajah they cried out in fright here comes the whole force of the enemy men of gigantic stature mounted on mighty horses as they gallop along they tear up trees in their rage and brandish them about as war clubs we can fight men but we cannot fight monsters now the chattee maker was coming nearer and nearer and shrieking louder and louder in his terror as he waved the tree wildly about his head and the horse plunged on so others rushed to the rajah and said it is true it is true see they are coming look look let us fly for our lives then the whole panic-stricken crowd fled from their camp for no one wanted to meet such an enemy but first they made the rajah write a note begging for peace soon after the enemy had fled from the camp the horse carrying the chattee maker came galloping into it as he reached the camp the ropes broke and the chattee maker tumbled to the ground and the horse worn out from his long run 
stood still the chattee maker looked all around and was greatly surprised to find the whole camp deserted in the tent of the raja he found the letter and took it back home with him he was afraid to mount the horse again so he walked all the long journey back leading his tired horse he did not get home until late that night but his wife saw him coming and ran out to meet him why uh, what is the matter my good man she asked oh wife wife he crowed i am so weary every bone in my body aches i have ridden all over the world since last night and i have had to walk all the way back to-day and i am so tired and hungry when i came to the camp of the enemy no one was there but i found this letter then he told his wife the whole story of his wild ride but we must send a messenger to the rajah with this letter and tell him that you will come in the morning and report for yourself she said we must send the horse also for i know that you never want to ride him again so his good wife sent the horse and the letter to the rajah with the message that her husband would surely come in the morning and the next day when the people saw the chattee maker walking to the royal palace they said why this man is as modest as he is brave he went out all alone and put our enemy to flight and now he walks simply to the door of the rajah as though he had no pride the rajah came to the palace door to greet the chattee maker and when the chattee maker bowed down before the rajah the rajah lifted him to his feet and gave him every honour you have saved our lives and shall be set over all the kingdom said the rajah you shall be next to me in authority for you are as modest and as humble as you are brave so the chatty maker was rewarded for all that he had done by having twice as much rank and wealth given him but the chatty maker never would ride a horse he had his own beautiful coach in which to ride and he was often carried about on a litter so that no one ever knew that he was not a bold and brave rider had he not ridden on a tiger and had he not routed an army by rushing at them and pulling up trees to frighten them away yes indeed the people were all very proud of the valiant chattee maker and he lived very happily all the rest of his life End of section 11. End of the White Elephant and Other Tales from Old India, retold by Georgine Faulkner.